0: And as you're able, I invite you to follow along in your Bible or however you have a Bible this morning to the book of Revelation. And we will hear from the 21st chapter, verse 10, moving to verses 22 through 22.5. And in the Spirit, he carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there people will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations. But nothing unclean will enter it, not anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. This, my friends, is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth, the thoughts and the meditations of each of our hearts be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight, Lord, our rock, our redeemer, our vision giver. Amen. Some reason, the majority of people who have any understanding of faith, of Christianity, of the church, are scared and confused of the book of Revelation. Notice there's one revelation. There's no S on this word. There's only one. Now, for some time, I've quite felt comfortable with the book of Revelation especially after reading the words of an author by the name of Keith Miller. He wrote one of the first books I ever read on spiritual growth. And in the book he said, Revelation is simply the end of the story and we win. I don't know about you, I like to win. I enjoy winning. And uh, and to know that all will be well gives me the courage to move on into an unknown future held by a known God," to quote Corey Timboom. We here in this revelation have a vision, just like Paul's vision, of eternity. It comes to us from the hand of the writer of Revelation. Many know that to be John, John of the island of Patmos, in part. It is a final visioning of the New Jerusalem. And there's that word again, final, just like farewell, which we heard last week from John's lips. God isn't just speaking, though, this morning to the Big C Church. God is speaking to all churches. God is speaking, especially this morning, to St. Mark United Methodist Church. John is speaking of a vision that occurs when the Holy Spirit lifted him up and opened his eyes to behold the beauty of God and God's beloved kingdom. God, by the power of that same Holy Spirit, gave me a vision a few years back. Now don't worry, I'm not going to go all televangelist on you this morning. And no, my vision will not take months of meetings, of committees, and so forth, because we just don't have the time. My time is up. But this vision does fit into the work that this community of faith called St. Mark has done over the many, many years God has breathed life into you. It is a vision of the work of the faithful, those with eyes to see God's beautiful and beloved kingdom, coming into being at Fifth and Peachtree. It's been a vision of of the revelator for all of God's children, for the whole church of Jesus Christ. But this morning, it is especially imperative that you see this as your vision. There is a city, a new city coming, a city that has no temple, no church, No synagogue, no mosque, no house church, and therefore has no need of preaching. No amen? It's a city that will have no need of sun or moon, and therefore there's not going to be any more day and night. It's a city whose gate is always open, never closed because of fear and fright. A city that is open to every nation, tribe, race, clan, and person. It's a new city where evil and oppression will have no place. It's a city for the family of God to gather in and to glory in. A city where the love of the Almighty God and all of God's creation will join in as one for all time. To be in the very presence of the Creator God. From our mind, 24-7-365. And no, not just sitting there with your harp on your special cloud, but in the very presence of God, fully and finally realizing the divine presence of the Holy One and being overcome by that presence. Having it wash over you and surrounding you all the time. Lifting your spirit always. You've caught glimpses of such. I know you have. There have been moments where we've had just a glimpse, as the Scripture says, of this new city by this beautiful river where things change and life is what it's supposed to be and it's an awe-inspiring moment. I remember my first Sunday when I was solo pastor at Moreland United Methodist Church in the rural part of Coweta County. I think they call it Kaida County. I prayed that God would have power over the day. And all of a sudden in the midst of the prayer, I felt the very presence of God like never before lifting me out of my little cubbyhole office and sending me forth into that sanctuary, to that church that was in the country where people came in overalls and work boots, and they were coming in right then to worship a God of spirit and truth. And everything was right, and everything was wonderful. What a feeling. And I tried so many more times thereafter to capture that again. You've done that. You've felt that glimpse. You've experienced it. I I know as a family in this pandemic time we experienced that when we were told we needed to gather around Trudy Lee Barber and pray her into the next kingdom. And God said you didn't hear right. You felt the power of that, didn't you? The awe-inspiring moment when Trudy turned the corner and life became anew for her. Yes, in the new city by the beautiful river, we will experience that sense always and forever. We won't need a building, thank you, Lord Jesus, that crumbles and leaks and falls or breaks any longer. For to be close to the center of God, Dr. John Hayes writes, makes the temple, the church, redundant. It makes a whole lot of things redundant. Sun, moon, light, darkness. Did you notice that in the vision, according to the revelator, all nations will be present? The commentaries even go on to say that the whole universal population will be present. Every nation, every being to the glory of God will be accounted for in the new city. There will no longer be such things as barriers of race, ethnicity, sexuality, gender, or anything that humanity has created to pigeonhole God's people into, all the while keeping those out that they want out and keep bringing in those who look like those in making pigeonholes are. No. This is why God, I believe, created the rainbow back in Exodus, to give us a glimpse of the new city, of the flowing crystal clear river, every color of the rainbow will be present in the faces and the hearts of God's children gathering on that city street beside that river. Now, the Revelator does talk about a push for moral purity. But don't get that confused with our current understanding of moral purity. And we aren't necessarily talking about the thoughts that come into your mind at times. The Revelation writer says this about impure thoughts in the 15th verse. Outside are the dogs, and the sorcerers, and the fornicators, and the murderers, and the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. That's from the Common English Bible. Those who choose to be outside will be outside because they choose. Because our God does not force people into the new city to stand and drink from the beautiful river. It has to be a choice of heart. Hayes responds again that the line between virtue and vice is sharply etched here. The reason for such a hard line is that all understand that evil in whatever form it presents itself, stands in a way to a true and holy life together. Stands in the way. So such evil has no place in the new city. While this can also be open to interpretation as the whole book of Revelation is, let's not forget that we're talking about God's interpretation this morning, not ours. We're talking about a God of great mercy and grace even to the thief on the cross whose last breath was to enter into their glorious kingdom. Only those who choose to be outside of that embrace will be outside. All others will come to the new city. It's a wonderful vision, isn't it? It's a beautiful vision. There's nothing to be scared of here. It's a vision of hope of reality for all who are in Christ Jesus. But what has that got to do with us today? Jesus still hasn't come. And here we sit at St. Mark in-house, online, together, worshiping. What does it mean for us in these buildings as the people of God? What has it got to do with us who have opened our doors to the nations, the people And accepted them, opened our doors to the people who have been unaccepted everywhere else. What has this got to do with you and me who struggle against evil and oppression every day? What has this got to do with us when we see pastors murdered for trying to counsel and save lives? We sit in the midst of darkness, wars raging massacres in every neighborhood, oppression still the tool of choice by all. Where, beloved, is the new city? Where is the river we should gather beside? How can we build such a city at all? Like the Revelator, and also like Paul early in Acts, In January of 2020, I got a vision. I was never more excited than I could explain to have been appointed to be your pastor here at St. Mark, to build God's kingdom on this corner of 5th and Peachtree Street. I was eager for many reasons, but I also was eager because I knew that this was a different kind of place with a mix of people who longed to live godly lives in loving ways, in accepting ways, and in serving ways. And I wasn't disappointed. My vision, though, was quite simple. It was to take the good that's already here and to build upon it and to make St. Mark stronger and to make St. Mark the best of God's expression of love, acceptance, and service to the people of Metro Atlanta. In that vision, I saw us worshiping together in this sacred space week after week, coming to the altar and offering our praise and gratitude for everything that God had done for us, in us and through us. I saw us together breaking the darkness of this world and shining the light of hope and help to every soul up and down the street. I saw a glimpse of the new city each Sunday as we worshiped. With every nation, tribe, clan, ethnicity, sexuality, gender, and whatsoever together under the roof of God's love, acceptance, and service of us. I saw a community growing beside a great river by leaps and bounds of the same hearted people joining together to fight evil, to stop the pollution of oppression and to bring purity and holiness to the lives of every individual under the loving eyes and heart of God. But with every vision, as with Paul, as with John, as with me, there seems to be naysayers and enemies of God. Maybe we'll just call them a pandemic right now. That happens. And does not allow the vision to become reality. In all truth, my heart is heavy because I didn't get to bring the vision to full reality. But then again, God reminds me it ain't my vision, it's God's vision. We could sit back and we could cry over the lost two and a half years as a congregation and quickly return to the old ways as soon as possible so that we might feel comfortable and good and warm and fuzzy all over again. Or or we could learn from the downtime and rise to this vision again, fresh, better prepared, filled with more compassion and more determination than ever. And by the Spirit's leading. Bring God's kingdom here to the corner of 5th and Peachtree Street and beyond. We can, with the heart of gratitude, give thanks that now we can reach over thousands on Easter Sunday and any Sunday, not just by coming into the place, but because of the miracle of technology that allows our online congregation to join us wherever they are. That was something we didn't have prior we can with confidence fling wide the doors and our hearts to the nations and even to those of the nations who malign us, who disperse us, and welcome them to this place. We can be a witness of God's amazing mercy, grace, and love that's been seeing us through the toils and trials and snares of the last two and a half years. But to do so means we can never, ever, ever, ever say again, well, that's just not the way we do it here. But instead, we must say with a full heart, we want to follow your vision, O God. However, whatever, and whenever, and whatever. Lead us on, O King, eternal To a new city, together beside a new river, to be the new for all people. St. Mark can and must continue to help lay the foundation of a new city beside a beautiful river here and now. And never lose sight of their vision of loving, accepting, and serving all for the sake of Christ Jesus our Lord. The glory of the Lord. The new city, the beautiful river is before you and me. We just need to step on out and live in it. You see, you don't need a preacher. You don't need a lot of meetings to make vision reality. You simply find the smarter way and the better way of what you have been doing good at. Holding yourself accountable to the very important question... Whose city are we building anyway? And when all is said and done, there's good news, friends. You're going to win. God's people have nothing to fear because those who have hearts and minds that follow the vision of God win all the time. The question then is will we be a visionary building community? Will St. Mark be a true taste of the glory divine to come? Well, that was my vision. And now I pass that on with joy to Carolyn, with confidence and with assurance that because it's really God's vision and the power of the Spirit is in this place, it will come to fruition knowing that God is going to shine on you and you will always love, accept, and serve forever until the city is built, until the river flows. You'll do it, and your hands and your hearts will have many calluses and bruises because of your faithful determination and work, making it that there will be no need for St. Mark or for any church, temple, or mosque because we will be in the loving presence of Almighty God, our sun, our moon, our light, our faith, our hope. And we will all shine, because we will be the faithful under the altar. In the name of Creator, Builder, and Vision Giver, and the Sustaining Powerful One, the people said, Amen.